Bingo! Hello, everybody. We're Quest Live Wednesday night recap of yesterday's show, The Curse of Oak Island. Hello, everybody. Of course, we're waiting for the good old delay as usual. So, you know the spiel, you guys. Let me see here. Okay, I found me. Alrighty. And of course, from snowy Canada, on the line for her synopsis and cooperation of yesterday night's show, Judy's on the line. Hello, Judy. Hi, John. Hi, everybody. Welcome tonight. And uh, although John, I think, has more snow than I do, it's good to be here as always. Hello there, Linda, right on the beam. As long as you can hear us and see me, we need the green light to go because we're so unprofessional. We just shoot from the hip here. Right, Judy? Right on, John. I see you perfectly here. You never know about the interweb connections. I thought we had more problems in the cold weather than even stormy weather last year. I, I, I sort of think of uh, the winter weather. Gave us more problems. Yes, I thought it did too. Let's hope it doesn't this year. Thank you, Linda. Loud and clear, you too. We got the green light, Judy. Good. We're good to go. We're good to go. What am I? Ten minutes early? Well, I'm getting better. <laughs> I know. You just can never wait, can you? No. Nope. The minute I take my shower... And get ready so my nerve and my back is sort of soothed out. I just come right down here. Otherwise, I would never make it. You know what I mean? You're right. I gotcha. So, it's a whole process for me, guys. Thank you, Peter. And, of course, I got to start my show. Even though you guys, I just saw you guys yesterday, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have fun tonight. I've got a lot of information to go through. I got a ton of screenshots to go through. Hello, Professor. Hello, Gloria. Now they're starting to come in. Yeah. Hi, Daniel. Hi, everybody. Yep. Hello, Elaine. Well, let me get my intros out first, Judy, so we can get into it by 730. Of course, Alrighty. I want to thank all my YouTube supporters, the Kings, the Captains, the Marshals, and the Sajal. We have a rejoin. Scott Dilly rejoined the uh, paid channel. I thank you so much, Scott. Every penny helps. I want to thank Jeff, M, Curtis, Jane, Kelly, Becky, Buffy, Josh, Mark, Barbara, Michelle, Sandollar, Todd, Renee T, Roxy, Mike, Jazdia, Wayne, and Starlene for their continued support for months on top of months. I want to thank all the knights for their help. And also, as Judy is live, I always want to tell her live for all her help or support, no matter what we need and do, Judy's right there. Right? Thank you so much, Judy. You're welcome, John. I love every minute of it. Uh -huh. And then we got the professor, Daniel Spino, our historian. Uh, just unbelievable, uh, Judy. Just an unbelievable person, a researcher. 
Uh, he is for sure. I don't know how he does it. And and the friend. Hello, Sydney. And uh, imagine if we didn't have Daniel in our group. I mean, who would be the historian on here? You know what I mean? Right. I look forward to hearing from him always. Yep. He's a great positive plus for the group because he brings that different angle and his um, research on different things. And I just love having him in there because it's something different that he brings to the group. Do you agree, Judy? Yeah, I do agree. And he can be a little bit funny, too, which is always good. Yeah, he cracks me up. Also, I don't know what Renee wants to do for 2022. We try to have people make things or have inspired uh, things that Oak Island made them do or make or whatever. But uh, I haven't seen Tanya. She's not doing anything. She hasn't been feeling well either. So uh, we got to see if we can come up with something new in 2022, Judy. I'm trying to think of something, but I don't know. I'll try and rock my brain, John. It doesn't always work when it comes to art stuff, but I'll try. We'll see what we can come up with that people would want to uh, show their talents, you know. Hello, Gloria. I want to thank my moderators. Uh, I talked to Tammy today. Um, Good. Judy, Renee, Michelle, Daniel, and Starling, and to our Quest Lifetime contributor, Chris Dona. When you see the number crawling on the bottom of the screen, even though nobody calls in, it's one three two three eight one three four one three five. Text us in chat. Judy will get off. We'll acknowledge you. You call in, simple as one, two, three, and you can talk to me live. This is all live, unedited, live quest on YouTube and Facebook. And I also want to thank my members on YouTube and Facebook. For sticking with me and on our anchor host which has podcasts of me and judy or me and the guests that i have to download to all the podcasts all the way around the world i thank them so much and i try to be more descriptive and i even have a notation on some of my notes the little notes that i take john don't forget people on the radio side, don't see if you say, well, look at this and look at that. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, yeah. I often think about them, and yeah, really, when we're looking at a picture, it's hard to describe it. Yep, yep. Hello, Starlene. Thanks for coming in. Hello, Kathy the Hook. So before we get into it, what did you guys think of last night on the uh, decision about um, not going so deep into the archaeology aspects of it? And, of course, uh, Laird is there. And, of course, if Billy digs up something, like I was telling Judy in the pre-show, um, they still got to ask the same people if they can continue or get a permit. But I thought it was a good decision. Because that would have really slowed them down and get back to the digging until they find something, Judy. What do you think out there? I oh, and I agree. I uh, I like the fact that they're going to be concentrating on the money pit and lot four. Yep. Go after these X marks as many as they can. Hello, Sand Dollar. Thanks for coming in. 
and there's Gloria's hello. And Ron says, wasn't there only one place the treasure was supposed to be? Not really. Many people think there's more deposits around the island. Of course, they were just concentrating on the money pit. But as you watch the show and the seasons go by, many people think it was a depository for many people to put many treasures there. And um, that's the consensus. What do you think, Judy? Yes, I uh, I think that there probably was more than one. What's still there, John? I don't know. Right, right. Kathy right. says in the in the swamp. Yes, Kathy, we would like them to find that boat. Yep, and also, I mean, if you have an, an, an enormous treasure, which I don't know what the enormity is, coins, religious artifacts. Um. Do you put all your eggs in one basket? You know, I'm not sure about that. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Yeah, so they, they're looking in more than one place, and, and uh, hopefully they'll find more than one thing. But I think uh, maybe in the old times they did. Whatever they had, they did put it all in one place. I'm not sure, but if it's that important with the religious artifacts and their coinage or uh, bars of gold or silver, if they're, I think, Mostly the two would be separated somewhat. What do you think, guys? I agree for sure, John. Uh, I think if it, the uh, Templar treasure is there, it's off by itself. Mm-hmm. Elaine, was interesting and a great decision. Notice Rick was a bit subdued, but has to be a catch-22 for his goals with the regulations they have to adhere to. Yeah, Elaine, it's just basically... New rules, they have to roll with the punches and do the best they can. Hello, Chuck. Yeah, and then the professor says, so if they happen to unearth a possible archaeological artifact, they have to show lair, correct? Otherwise, it's just a straightforward treasure hunting. Right, right. You got it, you know, you got her. Or show them after you're dug, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, look what I just found, right. but you found it like two days ago or something. I don't know. I don't have the faintest idea. <laughs> Linda, I had a feeling when there was a large log on the roadway and you could not get it to the line was drawn. I'm so happy that they can move it back to the swamp. Yup. booby traps yep but i thought it was a good decision i didn't think of that decision uh, for some reason because a lot of the archaeology finds that gave them dates they proceeded on their finds you know judy they helped them go whatever which way they were going even though their minds made up to put a 10-foot can in the money pit you know that right right yes definitely and and there they can do what they want at the money pit mm. Hi, Carlene. You're on the YouTube side. Well, thank you for being on any side, Carlene. We appreciate you. So uh, a decision had to be made. And, um, you know, we know we put they put at least one can in, a case on in, on their 
spot that they drilled, had a drill program in. And uh, obviously, uh, Judy, it's going to be where they found the metal with the gold on it, the other flake of gold on it. So that's going to be uh, the dead eye uh, bullseye, right where they're finding some of the wood dated to 1488. So I know for sure that they're going to put a can in that area. Right. And I'm anxious for them to do so. Yeah, then I was it trying to look... oh, go ahead. Then I was trying to figure out again when they date the roots or they date the wood if it's fourteen ninety nine to sixteen fifty. You know, how old was the wood when they put it down there? So what did it come off a hundred year old tree to start? You know what I mean? Right, yeah. No, I honestly John I thought about it and I don't know the answer to that. Curtis says, when I'm on YouTube, there's a delay in this broadcast. Hmm. Who knows what YouTube's going? It's it's uh, more solid on Facebook, Curtis. Nothing I can do. It's all I do is hit the broadcast button. Just let me know. <clears throat> but you know what I mean, Judy, right? Right, yes, for sure. They say I, I think they could have one structure there, and I'm anxious to find that out. Right. Well, but if they say, this is all to you guys also, if they say the piece of wood is dated 1488 to 1650, and it's already a, an 80-year-old or 100-year-old tree because it's a big piece of wood, wouldn't it kick it up another 100 years besides that? I would think so. Or was this tree planted in, in the 1400s? I I don't know. Right. That sort of Anybody gets me crazy. Know that? <laughs> you know, that sort of gets me crazy, Judy. Like um, like I told the members before, if I build a shed in my backyard and cut down a tree over here and the tree's 100 years old, does that make my shed 100 years old? You know what I mean? Right. Gotcha. No, I just put it up in 2021. But the wood I used was 100 years old. So when they go get get it dated, well, nope. this is 100 years old, so that gets me confused, guys. Yep, Russ, we're going to get into that once Judy does her uh, her synopsis when uh, Laird uh, took that root under the stone. So how does that get in a time frame? of when these people made this stone dock or wharf that they laid the stone on top of the root. You know, the root can say, or root can say, you know, 1500. That doesn't mean they put the rocks to make the dock at 1500. So that stuff I get, you know, I have a lot of questions about those dates. Uh, am I the only one out there, Judy? No, I think I think we all do question that for sure. Daniel says there's been a lot of wood found in the past. It was dated around 1575, and they and it was noted plus or minus 80 years. Now they factor in the whole range when presented. Oh, so they they put the whole range of if the tree was this old and give us a huge span. I mean, 1488 to 1650. 
what's that? That's a hundred and seventy-five year span. You know? Right. That's a long time. Wow. Thanks, Daniel. And Chuck says Dendro goes by cut date. Yep. Hello, Google Play Ad. Thanks for coming in. Alrighty. Well, let me find Judy's picture here. You getting ready, Judy? Yes, I'm ready. Well, I gotta find your picture here. Okay. All right, Judy, your picture is up. When you're ready, I thank you so much. Here's Judy. Well, guys, this is season nine and episode six, and it's called The Root Cause. It's a new day on Oak Island and in the Money Pit area. The team is drilling a new hole called D1.5, one of 20 holes in the C1 cluster. Craig says this hole is in a key area. At 84 feet down, they find more wood that matches the wood from hole D2, just a few feet away. Steve thinks they have grazed the side of a tunnel. Later that afternoon on lot four, where they believe the hatch on Zena's map to be, Gary is metal detecting and hoping to find some artifacts to get a date. The beeper goes off and Jack digs up a small square piece of metal. Gary says it looks like a copper alloy and could have decorations on it. They bag it and tag it to go for testing. In the southeast corner of the swamp, the team is working on the stone road beyond the area where the Mi'kmaq people pottery was found. They have found no more pottery, but did come across a piece of tree root from under the road. It will be tested for dating. Also, they found that this portion of the stone road lines up with the money pit and the beach off the southeast corner of the swamp. As they continue working on the road, the drilling continues on hole D1.5. At 88 feet down, they again find wood that Alex says looks like it has been axe cut, which would make it very old. old. The team thinks they are scraping the side of a vertical structure. Terry wonders if this is an edge of a chamber. Marty and Wick Rick arrive and are updated. Marty also believes this could be an offshoot chamber. They have also found a small piece of wood that looks like part of a dowel. Rick says, let's go down to 150 feet and see what's there. Back on lot four, Gary is metal detecting, and Jack digs up what looks like an old buckle with part of a leather strap still attached to it. It was fairly deep down under a tree stump. Gary believes this is a strap for a pouch that would have hung on a shoulder. The beeper goes off again, and Jack digs up a metal button. Because it has only one loop on the back, Gary declares it very old. Kelly will test it. 
The following day, the team meet in the war room for an archaeology update. Marty has decided to stop the archaeology work for now and concentrate on the money pit area and lot four. Laird will remain on the island to help with artifacts and permits. In the archaeology trailer, Gary and Jack are meeting with Kelly to get results of his testing on the button found on lot four. They put it in the XRF machine and find traces of gold and silver on it. Kelly thinks this is a British military officer's button and is very unique. Three days later, in the war room, the team meets with Craig via video to get the test results on the tree root found under the stone road. It was tested inside and out and is dated 1474 to 1638. This lines up with the wood found in holes D2 and CD 2.5. The wood from all three holes date from the same time. The evidence shows that the three structures were probably built at the same time and probably are all part of one structure. Could it be? Marty says we have hope that we will figure this out. Nothing will stop the fellowship of the dig. Always forward. Let's all of us as fellow searchers also go forward together. See you next week, fellow acorns, and stay safe, please. Thank you very much, Judy. Very professionally done, as usual. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, thank you. Let me put you side to side for me. Okay, you're right on the side of me, Judy. Okay, that's nice. Now think of this, guys. After they do, they're all saying, uh, "Well done." You're up a lane and it makes dating confusing. Hello, John. Thanks for coming in on the YouTube side. And Gloria, the whole island is one big mystery, but it's truly interesting. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> of course, uh, Judy's synopsis will be in print on the Facebook group, Quest of Oak Island. And also her video will be on the Facebook Quest and YouTube. So if you don't want to read it, you can hear whatever you want to do. So, Judy, think of this one, all right? Okay. What they're trying to tell us now, I mean, I'm going to put the gold away, the silver away, because we're finding that on pieces of metal buried uh, 90 foot. We're finding surface finds, jewelry. Uh, most of it has some kind of gold flake on it and everything. You follow me where I'm going here? I think so, yes. Now, we're trying to say, to us fans of Oak Island, and I'm trying to understand this, guys. Then my brain went a little squirrely. Now, wait a minute. This is all secretive, supposedly. If the depositors brought this, was hush-hush, very secretive. Okay, Judy? 
Yes, I'm following you. Now, if this is hush-hush, they're telling us now not only that they possibly did a 180-foot money pit with off-channels, but also build the roads at the same time. When I thought about this, I'm going, well, wait a minute. They did all the docks or the wharfs and the roads and the money pit and the levels. I'm going, what do you have to have, 5,000 people there on a very secretive mission? So I'm saying to myself, if these things were done at once now that they're saying, or could be done all at the same time, I don't think so. I think it was made in separate areas. Because there was no road in front of the swamp. The swamp collected all kinds of stuff. Even that Perkage's, uh tree stump that flew in there that we had never heard about. Remember, Judy? Right. I remember and was disappointed we didn't hear more. Right. So I'm saying, now they're saying, well, the road could have been made the same time they did the money pit. Now, does that make sense to you guys out there, the amount of work that was done? If they're saying all this work was done at the same error when the money pit was constructed. What do you think, guys? It's hard to believe, isn't it? I don't know how they would do that. You know, before 1795, obviously. I mean, you know the money pit settled down because, as far as we know, that 13-foot diameter section was sort of uh, caved in a little bit. Maybe a crew of Cornish miners in 1578. What do you know, Daniel? Uh, Daniel, it just surprised me now that how can, I mean, I went to school for civil engineering, and some of the things that they're trying to do here is just unbelievable back in the day. And also, the sea level was six feet lower. So the places that are wet now were dry when they did all this. You see what I'm saying here? Right, yes. Would it have been possible for, say, the Templars to have built in the money pit area and brought their treasure there and uh, got it down there without roads at that time? Well, it depends the, of the quantity of a treasure. If you just had one chest and one big load of uh, religious artifacts, I mean, how long is that going to take? All the time is for uh, building the secure uh, vault. Right. You know what I mean? If they were able to do that and get the, the treasure in there, then maybe later the searchers came or other people that were um, leaving stuff on the island and they made the roads. I don't know. That's just a thought. But you got to think uh, way back when, when it wasn't farmed, and af after that fact, it was farmed. So that's a lot of oxen, but they got to say they were hauling treasure. 
They're not going to say they were hauling hay. They're not going to say they were hauling uh, uh, cabbages because that's all we have is uh, wharfs that go way past the bay, like Tony Sampson saw, underwater. We have Terry saying that small path road, that extends past the road in the water, and now they're extending that to the money pit. And also that 650-foot pathway on the side of the swamp. I don't think they can be all done at one, uh, one section when everything was done at once. That's my own personal opinion, and that's why I'm trying to get some uh, suggestions out there for the members, guys. Great. Come on, guys. Let's hear from you. Linda says we're talking 1260 to 1460 when the Templars may have put theirs in. That's true. Right. So where's all the uh, coconut fiber? Right. Shutting the drill. This is another thing that Johnny's brain goes haywire. They're finding the wood dated. Nice dates. But absolutely no coconut fiber except near Smith's Cove. Daniel says 1576 to 1578. Yeah. Yep. And Chuck says limestone digs quick. Yep. But why would they need, even though I was telling you guys yesterday, all these roads and all these wharfs on Oak Island, why would they need so many roads? Wouldn't it be easier if you had a like a, a wagon and pulling an oxen that's over hard pack dirt? Even me, if I walked on one of those paths, I'd break my ankle within four feet. You know, Judy? Right. I know I would, too, for sure. And like I said, in Arizona, if they used that rock pathway to the money pit, there'd be some rocks with grooves in them. So they haven't used that terminology yet, but I've seen rocks with grooves in them, like in Arizona, when the wagon trail was going west. But that's continuous. I have no idea why they would need so many roads all over the place. Could it be, John, that different people at different times came and the road that was there was covered, so they made their own? Just another thought. Yep. And as we're talking about the the road, I'm going to take uh, Judy off and put up my first bunch of pictures here. All right, guys, tell me when you see this picture. What's it, 1931, I guess? Okay, it's there. Notice the foliage, not a lot of trees, not a, not a lot of nothing. Did you see where Terry was saying the path? Can you see it up there on the top going going down? Yes. But yet the money pit that they were searching is way to the right at this time. Yes. So would you be 200 feet away from a road to bring something? Makes no sense to me. You build a road to your direction. But don't forget, this is a secret place. This is a historical place. 
Am I going to leave a block and tackle on top of the tree to show an indentation where I buried an invaluable valuable treasure and now have a road leading right to the money pit? What the heck am I doing here? I might as well put a sign and put it in the, in the ground here. Here's where the Temple of Treasure is. Dig here. Yes, I agree with you, especially about the, uh, the thing hanging from the tree. I've questioned that from day one. But you know what I mean, guys? You're going to have a road going to, well, everybody's going to follow a path. Well, you follow the path. It's all cleared. But if this is all secret, you're going to have a road pointing right through where you buried the treasure? Doesn't This just doesn't line up in Johnny's brain. You know what I mean, Judy? Yes. I hadn't actually thought about the road that way, but yeah, you're right. Well, they're saying they took the treasure off the boat. They scuttled it in because a big boat couldn't get into the island. The shore was different. The water was six feet lower, so they even had to come in further. That's why Terry said the, the, the dock is farther out. So they had to bring it in that way and then bring it in with oxen carts. I mean, how much treasure could they have that they needed so many oxen carts? You know what I mean? Right, for sure. Some of that could have been used by people like Samuel Ball, too. And then I had this picture. I don't know where the heck I get these pictures from. <laughs> it's a uh, head and shaft, chapel shaft. You see it to the right. Number one and three. You guys see that? Yes. Then you see an arrow up to the left. Uh huh. Got it. Looks like a roadway to me. Oh, you're right. It does. Looks like a roadway to me. If that goes straight down, that's still about the same distance that the rockstone uh, roadway is away from the money pit. You see the money pit with the uh, the fences around it. You see it in the middle there? Yes. And yeah, that road looks like it, the one they're working on. And then the head and shaft and the chapel shaft is off to the side because of the flood tunnels going in there. You know what I mean? Okay. All righty. But I just pointed out, well, there's a road, and it's going right down this. I think this is 1931, though, not, you know, the year 1200 and 1400 and 1500, but usually follow the same path of an old road because it's all cleared out. You know what I mean? Right. You're not going to have a road with all kinds of oak trees in the middle of it. You're going to go to the easiest path. Daniel says it indicates that a lot, a lot of people were around during construction, but how did they do this construction? It would take a lot of people. And a lot of time. Hello, Brittany. Thanks for coming in. And here's a close-up picture. Notice in the upper left corner, you see telephone poles. Oh, for goodness sake, yes. And this is... Um, the money pit area. And you see they had railroad tracks. And they dug the dirt out. They just dumped it off. 
into a spoil pile that I'll show you. So all this material, all these telephone poles, all this stuff is a big mess over there. I like that, Daniel. But nobody saw nothing. Nobody saw nothing because there was nobody around, you know what I mean? That's all that was around was the, the Mi'kmaq. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, exactly. And who were they going to tell at that point? Right. And here's the train tracks that they piled the dirt up. Um, just is just a closer shot. You see all the dirt off to the sides into the front where they just dumped it out where they were digging. You see it? Right, yes. Wow. It's got to be, what, 30 feet high. This whole stuff is all spoils or tailings from the top of the photo down to the end, and that's how they dump the dirt out. Here's another picture of that frame, but they gave me a close-up picture to the left. And I think where they have fences on the bottom, that's the sunken pit there. Okay. Where the uh, people fell in. And then Bill says, when the archaeologist kills, clears away the dirt, the road looks too bumpy. But when the farmers pick rock and dump them to make a road, the rocks sink into the mud. I can understand the mud. I'm questioning the dry spots. There's no mud where they're saying this rock road is, Bill. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, yes. It's dry as it a does look really dry there. Dry as a bone. I can see around the swamp, you know, all the muck and all that if you have a wagon. And also farmers used to pick rocks to make survey markers. So I thought about that. I was a survey. And I said, I used to go to these places. All of a sudden, you see a line of stones and rocks. And the farmer will say, well, that's my boundary. Do you notice here in Oak Island, since it's been farmed so long, I have not seen one rock boundary line. I've seen rocks. I've seen plenty of rocks on Oak Island. Now they're saying for docks, wharfs, roads. But I have not seen one lot that had a boundary marker for picking rocks out. Say if you're going to grow cabbage. If you look at these pictures, there's rocks all over the place. Samuel Ball had to pick the rocks out. What did he do with them all? See what I'm saying? Right, exactly, yes. He'd have to clear that land. Daniel, oh, Daniel says, I think there was something already there worked by the Portuguese first. And there's a sunken hole there, and pretty dry there, Judy, pretty dry there. It sure is. Wow. And this is another dump-off point. 
where they just wheel things or cart things over and just dump the spoils out. But I don't see no mud, wetness, nothing. Zero. Uh, Gloria says that Samuel Ball made rock wall fences. They showed uh, showed them to us. You're not talking about the foundation, Gloria. You're talking about fences now? I know they showed us the foundations. Right. I don't remember the fences, but Gloria, your memory could be far better than mine. And mine. I remember seeing all the foundation work, you know, with all the rocks all over the place, but I don't remember them showing us any kind of boundary lines or fence lines. If you got that, Gloria, please send it to me. Because I don't remember. Anybody else remember? Speak up, guys. John, they just must have used fences for their animals and the cows. But I'm pretty sure when the farmers clear their land, their rocks, there's either a rock pile, you know, just a big rock pile, or they put them as boundary lines in those days. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, yes, I remember very well, yeah. Another close-up coming this way now. So, you know, I was looking at that stone road. You know, so there are paths along, but I'm just looking at all the rocks. Look look at all the rocks in this picture. It's the best I can have. You can't go one foot without hitting a rock. Right, for sure. You know, not where they're doing the money pit, but where the rocks are naturally staying. Staying. Naturally there. In these pictures, they're all over the place. Daniel says that uh, he has read that they had rocks laid for boundary lines. Huh. I don't know. I can't remember or ever seen a picture in nine years of a rock wall boundary line in Oak Island. No, but- and you think that at least part of them would still be there. We see, like, on lot four and stuff like that, they, they cleared a tree line. You see them lines of tree. The tree line's been cut down to show where their property is. I mean, not now. Obviously, the old-timers did this. Not now. They put the pins in, in GPS. There's another top picture now. But I thought it was interesting, you know. It is interesting. <laughs> Bill says doesn't look like a cabbage field. No, Bill, it doesn't. Uh, Gloria says she remembers them talking about how hard Ball must have worked to have laid up his rock wall fences. Okay, Gloria, good for you. We'll have to uh, look that up. So that was my picture of uh, of that before we get into the show. All righty, here we go. Now, don't remember now. Did you take notes, everybody? Julie, did you take notes? When, when, uh, there, no. well, I do on, <laughs> on my, for my synopsis, yes. How? How big are these squares? Five feet. There you go. There you go, everybody. (laughs) 
Each one of these squares are five by five by five. C1 canister is a four foot, 48 inch canister. That's why it's not covering a full square. So if you know C1's 48 inches, boom. And you can see uh, D1.5 is a little bit less than halfway towards uh, five feet. You go up to the one, go down to the D, and go over 1.5 feet. Bingo, bingo. Right. Got her. Hello, Mark from Australia. Thanks for coming in. Hi, Mark. Hello, Kevin and everybody else that I'm missing. But uh, this way you guys know how to read these maps. And some people keep track on their own. I, you know, I'm, I'm dedicated, but I'm not that dedicated that I got to have a map of my own when they show you things on here, you know, Judy? Yeah, right. I don't either, John. I depend on their maps. Gloria, how many people lived on the island along with Samuel Ball? How many people? I have no idea. Daniel McGinnis? Smith? I'd say maybe four. Judy, I would say that maybe four at that time. Yes. Unless there's, there were some that we don't know about. Right. Not many, though. Not many. And it changes. Oliver has something like on that on his website. He had the uh, years and the people who lived there. And here's the wood they found, comparable to the uh, root find that Judy was talking about, that this was found in the money pit area, that it all dates the same. Just strange on these dates. I'm just getting, okay, they use the same wood here in the money pit. It's the same hole there. Well, I guess it's the same tunnel. You know what I mean? Right. And when they're drilling those six-inch six holes, it could be from different areas of the same structure, could it not? Right. The beginning, the top, the bottom, the post. Yeah. Right. But I just want you to understand on the map that people don't know they're five-foot squares. So some people, they'll make a, a screenshot of it and just... You know, have it just when the show's playing. Oh, yeah, that's where it is, you know. Yeah, right. Good idea. Just good to know. And there's the metal piece with the gold on it on the left. And the other piece they found on the sausage table there with the gold flakes. So they got all hyped about that in this area. That's why I think it's going to be the prime area to put their case on down to find out what's going on in there. You know what I mean? I agree. And I can't wait for them to do it. Well, we don't want to wait too quick because then that'll be the end of the season. Right. <laughs> Rick said they were going uh, to dig one more um, six-inch one um, after the one that they did last night. So then yeah. maybe. Well, I mean, we're only in episode six. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we got a lot of a lot of episodes to go if they do their twenty three episodes. You know what I mean? Right. And there's all the pieces together with the wood, the gold, metal, the gold flake that we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> 
and there's the big piece of wood, all dated. You got to start writing my dates down, Judy. 1474 to 1638. I usually make a piece of paper, guys, and I'll say, okay, the wood from three holes at the same time at D2 and D25 or whatever. And uh, Mr. Tester says, 1474 to 1638. I had a whole page and a half from last year, Judy. Oh, wow. <laughs> we had so many dates of objects they found. Same thing now. When they find something and they date it, I'll put, well, Gary found this maybe lot 14 or lot 18. Now that's the spoils. And they date. If they date the wood in lot 18, which is the spoils pile from Dunfield, you know, I mark it down and just see the ballpark figure of where all the dates are together because they give us dates every week. But it's good to see a big uh, template of, say, 20 dates or so, just not what they tell you per show. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it kind of puts it into order for you. Yeah. And da Daniel always says, takes the middle range, the fact they're in the growth. Yeah. Then they're drilling into this stuff. They don't know if they're hitting tunnels. The vault, they're just going for it, I guess. Now, guys, you know why I stuck this picture in from the uh, last scanning they did when they showed the hot spot near the road on lot four? You guys remember? Yes. They did the whole island. No hot spots around Fred Nolan's land. Okay? Right. The hot spots are pink and red. They didn't give us a determination of what all the other colors meant. The blues, the greens, the oranges, the blacks. So people ask me, they never mentioned that if you guys know if they mentioned what the other colors were, I looked at it about 10 times. That's all they told me was the hot spot was green. No, the hot spot was red and pink. Now, yup, the magnetic anomalies, Bill. Guess where, guess where I looked on this map? Right. I didn't look at lot four where the hatch is. Johnny's brain doesn't work right, guys. <laughs> you know where I look, Judy? And all 71,000 members, if they're so concerned about the money pit, why isn't there no red or pink at the money pit? Why is it all blue? Yes, that's a good question. Let me repeat that. The hot spots are red and pink. And I'm pretty sure with this map, they did the whole island. You see where the entrance is, is from the causeway? It's all, yeah. blue. it's all blue. Well, that's where, uh, that's where, um, McGinnis house is in foundation. And we haven't heard, okay. any, we haven't heard anything about Sam Ball's foundation. There were pink and red. 
Bill says the magnetic reading is only 30 feet. So that explains it, then. Too deep. And Tammy says, "What? well, what lot is that that's all pink? Well, you got the swamp and then to the left. Right, exactly. <laughs> Linda says, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> but I'm saying, thanks, Bill. I wasn't, I'm getting so scanned out how many scans they do i'm losing track but yet when they did the seismic testing they showed anomalies in the money pit so maybe they're just going by that and i didn't realize this only went 30 feet i thank you for your correction bill because i was wondering okay well how come during the money pit it's not showing no anomalies you know what i mean judy right yes makes perfect sense that's how my brain works i well, they tell me to look. I look somewhere else. I have no idea why. There's a closer picture. And like I said, I wish I knew how to do the overlays. You know what I mean? Right, yes. But then why would they do it, Bill, for only 30 feet? You know what I mean? Why do the whole island when Craig knows it's only 30 feet? Why don't you do it that it does, you know, 200 feet and have it done? Why only do 30 feet when they know things are buried way below that area? Doesn't make no sense, you know what I mean? The only thing I can think of is that they were looking for a hatch and perhaps didn't think it would be any lower than that. Then why do the whole island? Just because they're there and you might as well do it, I guess? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know, John. Yep. And Chuck says, tunnels start shallow. Yeah, but all these tunnels, I'd say 99% of it are all collapsed after 230 years or how long it is. You know, Judy? Right. Now, there might be sections of them still up, but... There's certainly a lot of them that have collapsed. Yeah, and they always have problems with their cell phones turning off and the magnetic uh, anomalies that happen there. Compasses go crazy between the island and uh, Frog Island, I think it was, that Tony told me. So they got all that mess going on that things turn off and drones don't work. Nope, Curtis just turned up a little uh, a button and a a belt and a buckle. I don't know what that's got to do with anything. They found this little piece of metal here. I forgot what that was, Judy. What they said it was. It was too thin to be a pot. Yeah, they they didn't know for sure what it was. Uh, Gary thought it was um, a, a copper alloy. Mm -hmm. I wish well, I... Bill says they did. Bill said they do did two different types of scans. Only the magnetic came back fast enough for that episode. That's right. They did say that were takes more time to do the other one. So the other one was deeper. I must have passed out when they did that. I have no idea. I don't think they've uh, given the results of it yet. 
But was it deeper than 30 feet? That's what I want to know. Okay. Ready? Let me hide this. And that was the button they showed on lot four that I showed you guys before. We really didn't get no uh, new information on it, just that it has some silver, some gold, typical gold plating jewelry. You know what I mean, guys? Maybe next week we'll get some more info. Yep, yep. And there's all the ladies saying goodbye. I never saw this one, this other lady as an archaeologist, uh, Judy, the new lady there. Uh, that's the only show I have seen her on. You know, I thought it's too bad that she, we see her on one show and then she's gone. Yeah. Aaron hasn't been around for a lot of episodes, so maybe he's off to do something else, you know what I mean? Right. That could be too. All of a sudden you see him and then you don't see him, you know? Right. But at least they told us the decision. And of course, if something happens, they'll just hire him back. You know, no problem. Right. And Aaron could be, school started in September. He could be involved still with teaching. Yeah, it could be. Hello, Al Beal. Thanks for coming in. Mother yeah, was at 70. Said her name was, uh, this woman's name was Helen Gloria, reminded me. And there's the three. Helen and Sheldon. That rhymes. <clears throat> there you go. Maybe she must have been working behind the scenes because we have not seen her before. Maybe you saw the writing on the wall, Tammy. Maybe Aaron knew what was coming on. After a couple of brewskis, after a couple of brewskis at the bar, there's the pieces of wood they uh, analyzed the root under the stone pathway. There's this piece of root that they dated. Take the middle years, Daniel says. The professor says, take the middle years. And there's the pathway. So many pathways, so many roadways, so many dry docks, so many, so many roads. Wow. Boy, it looks clear in that picture, that roadway. Couldn't miss it. Don't forget, the water was six foot lower. No road in front of this roadway at the time. Got to put that all right. in context. And we got the dates on that. Judy gave you the dates. So all the wood matches up. My big thing is if they only can get the McGinnis cross and do an analysis, just stick it in that machine and see if it's got the same composition of the gold flake thing and the gold on the uh, metal piece. You know, Judy? That would be interesting, John. It would. 
you know, see how much uh, copper is in there, how much gold is in there, how much silver, and if it's the same, well, then you got me scratching my head even harder. But we got a lot of episodes to go. And this is where they think it's turning into the money pit, the new pathway or the new road or whatever they want to call it. Just going towards the money pit. I thought it was a good show last night, though. Yeah, I, I, I think it was a good show last night. Like I'm saying, they're holding a lot of people still. Episode 6, we're into. And now episode 7, seven weeks in, almost two months. They still got the hook in me still. Uh, Daniel says, I know they used wood timbers for roads in in the 1750s plus, so it was definitely in the 1500s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is the last set of screenshots. And this is the area that's off limits to them, the green areas on goal. And in this red circles, no goal. But I wish I can have the opportunity to overlay maps on top of maps in scale, you know, Judy? Right, John. I just can't. You uh, can have big I just can't do it for some reason. This way you can show, well, this, I overlaid on the map, and here's the island, and this is this, and this, and that. For some reason, I can't do it. And there's the spot that were got permission to uh, look in there when they found that piece of wood on the bottom of the road. Even though it's off limits, Laird had permission to go in there. And there's the spot. And there's the spot that we're looking at that board laid into the uh, extended pathway roadway wharf whatever you want to call it right there obviously that's got to be dated and this is the final pictures of the pathway heading towards the bay or ocean judy Right. Yes. So it goes right from the water right up towards the money pit. I think I think that's cool. Yep, and this is them showing like what Terry said. This goes under the road. Obviously this road was not there and the swamp was just collecting whatever it was collecting with no road there for many, many decades and centuries. So this is just showing the small pathway or roadway or wharf does extend out to the road, which Terry showed when he was in the war room that goes underwater. 
Okay, thanks, Elaine. Thanks for coming in. You're always welcome. Curtis says, we're ready for the big can, but that will be in their time, not ours. Yep, at the end of the season, Curtis. It's going to be a long wait, John. Oh, it's before then. Yep, here she is saying her goodbyes. Everybody likes when I post their picture, Judy, so I had to put her in there. Oh. <laughs> Miriam. She is, yep. Pretty girl. Yep. And, John, I, I was thinking today that those three uh, women archaeologists, yep. I think, come to them through the university. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure who pays them. It could be just a work study also. I had work studies when I was in the engineering field. You would work for an engineer, but it just went for credits towards your college degree. Right. That could very well be here, too. Well. We'll have to ask Laird if he comes back on. And sometimes those little details, it's not show worthy, so they don't even mention it. You know what I mean? Right. So here's this. What do you guys think of this buckle and a strap? Of course, they got to say, well, it was holding coins. I couldn't say it's just a regular strap, you know, on a skinny guy. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> But he did say that it, it was probably a shoulder strap with a pouch on the end of it. I mean, and how, they could have carried ammo in it as well. But how does he come up with that? I don't know unless he just knows by looking at it because he's seen them before. Don't know. You know, a strap and a buckle. Well, it was for a satchel that goes over your back that we used to hold pouches for coins. It just couldn't be a belt that somebody wore around their waist. I have no idea. This was under the stump bill on lot four. I mean, they they found leather there before, Judy, so it doesn't surprise me that it's in this kind of shape. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Yep, or they said that one buckle they found, remember at the, at the small pathway, it was for like a book binder, not a book binder, but it went around the, uh, the, the middle of the book or a notebook in the old days, and it would, clo right. and it would yeah. close the book. Judy, remember that one? Yes, I do. Yeah, the book would be uh, covered in leather, and then it would close over. I, I got I to gotta love BC, Oxtech. Harness. Harnesses that go around the oxen. Beautiful. I love this group. This group is unbelievable. Yes, they are. I would never think of the harness around an ox. Thank you so much, BC. I love it. And then we got Bill said uh, tackle and Kathy. At least it wasn't another ox shoe. <laughs> yep, Bill. Or tack. Yeah. With all the oxen around there, with all the shoes that we've been finding. But Gary says it's from a pouch that you put coins in. My main man. <laughs> gotta hype it up. Gotta hype it up. But we gotta take all factors, Judy. It could be, it could not be. But if you're finding all kinds of ox shoes and stuff like that, you have to go more to the ox shoe because we haven't found nothing as far as treasure in nine years.
we haven't found nothing as treasure for 230 years. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it gets a little uh, confusing for sure. So if you're finding a lot of ox shoes, well, let's find some ox skulls next time. How's that sound? Oh, sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, we found a skull. But sometimes on the wash plant, Judy, they did find a large bone. We never found out what that was. There has to be. Right. You're telling me on this whole island, no animal died on this whole island. You know what I mean? Right. It, that is strange for sure. <laughs> they even <laughs> they even cleaned the bones of the animals off and threw them in the ocean because this was a secret place. <laughs> Unbelievable. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, Daniel said, oh, did you see that? I just and saw Daniel it. Daniel said, I yeah, I put a picture of an ox. Uh, I lost it. Of an ox harness in a post, and he he will check it. He says. Yep, there's another picture of it. But I thought it was a good episode. You know, they answered one question about, you know, the archaeology and how they're going forward. So at least we got that one answer, Judy and gang. Right, for sure. And they can concentrate on uh, on the other two areas and the ship in the swamp. Yep, I'm going to bring uh, the number up. Why I do this, I have no idea. There we be, guys. If you want to call, text in on the uh, chat. Judy will get off. Then she'll come back on later to say goodbyes and go from there. But, uh, of course, I want to thank um, Troy Brake for these pictures. Okay, Al, the rock fence. We're going to have to look up some kind of boundary lines, guys, that they made uh, rock fence boundary lines. By the time we get on, I'll be on this next coming Tuesday, pre-show, 7 o'clock, 7.30, and with Judy again next Wednesday, discussing Tuesday night show. Don't forget to subscribe to my uh, YouTube channel, QOOI. It's free. If you got a Google account, just hit the subscribe button. That would help out. And also we have the pay channel on YouTube that you get preview information. There's different levels for different things, mugs, T-shirts, whatever you want. And uh, we also have a Discord channel on there. And Judy, I was playing around with Discord. Can you hear me? Yes, I guess I got it. Sorry. (laughs) And I got um, a way that we can do watch parties in the Discord channel. Oh, that would be cool. Because when Facebook took away my watch party, like about every Sunday, mostly later, I used to put these watch parties on, and we can talk about the promos or whatever you can share off of YouTube, and we could discuss them on point live. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. Well, yeah, that would be great. So I got that going, but it's only for the paid members on YouTube, but since there's only 11 of us, I was thinking of opening it up to everybody on the Quest of Oak Island Facebook page. 
Because that you would be a good idea. You have to join um, Discord. I have to send you a link, or I'll put the link in the page, and I have to accept you into the Discord channel of Quest of Oak Island. So then on Sunday nights late, you can put up the new promos, and underneath the uh, promos, like Watch Party, you can talk to each other live. Not live, you know, at the time, just the way the watch party was, because I really miss them, Judy. I really miss them. Yeah, I knew you did, John. It's too bad that Facebook did that. No. Who knows if they were streaming live television that they're not supposed to do, the people that ruin it for everybody else, you know what I mean? Right. That happens. So on the Discord channel, Quest of Oak Island, i got to send you a link. You press the link to be accepted. And I want to start it as a, a watch party that whatever's on YouTube, I sort of combine it all so we watch it all together. It's all the promos, all those four-minute clips, five-minute clips. I used to do, what, about 11 or 12 of them, Judy? So it was a good hour. Right, yes. So what do you guys think of that? Good idea, bad idea? I like the idea. How about you guys? Caroline, didn't the rock wall show up on LiDAR? Hmm. Not sure. Hello, Alice. Thanks for coming in on the YouTube. Well, Daniel and uh, Gloria like the idea, and we're getting some thumbs up here, too. Yeah, because there's different names on uh, on Discord. It's not like, you know, Gloria, Daniel, Judy, whatever. You know what I mean? they got all kinds of crazy names for their username. You know what I mean? It's like... Uh, Okay. <laughs> some of them use the real name, first name. Some of them don't. Some of them got names that I don't even know, can't even pronounce them. But we'll see how it goes. If anybody wants to call in, uh, that's their number. And I got a couple of pictures from uh, Roy Brake, who gives me permission when he's flying around. And I'm going to show those as far as what we have. I think Curtis asked me or somebody else asked me if we have any current pictures uh, of the swamp. And since they're digging their next show on Tuesday nights, bringing up a big piece of wood that you see on my promo. You saw that, right, guys? Yes. The only thing I see on the swamp here awful close to the road where they dug out that big beam or whatever piece of boat or whatever the heck I showed you on the promo yesterday. You see that dark area in front of the road, but that's nowhere close to the anomaly that seismic testing showed. It's not. So why that's there, I have no clue. Little professor, crazy maniac is my Discord handle. No problem. We'll see how it goes. Once I put it in the in the Facebook group, see how many people join, and we'll just go from there. I mean, it's not it's not mandatory. It's just something we can hang out and show the promos and discuss what's going on in that place. Anything goes. Emojis and everything else. It's all crazy in there. That's where you can let loose, guys. <laughs> I'm just logging in, maybe give people trouble. And this is the section where they dug out 
obviously, this was September 22nd. Hmm. Almost the end of the month when this picture was taken. So we know whatever they were digging in the swamp, nowhere close to the eye, Linda. Nowhere close to Mercy Point, Linda. Right. But right on the side of the road. Unbelievable. And again, that dark outline. Obviously, that's what they had to do. And towards the end of the season, So I doubt if they did any more. Then they probably went to the canister after that. You know what I mean, Drew? Yes, I wouldn't doubt it. So those are the pictures that I have for the swamp where they dug it out. So I took the phone number off. We're about to button it up, Judy. If you want to uh, say your goodbyes, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Not unless something comes up crazy to do a Saturday show, I'll let you know. But right now, it's uh, Judy on Wednesday, me on pre-show. So, Judy, if you want to say some uh, goodbyes, uh, go ahead. Right, and I did do want to say that Mindy just Cindy just said that she's been having trouble with us cutting out. Now, I'm not at all, Cindy. I've been fine, so uh, it might be something on your end. Uh, anyway, guys, have a good week. Please uh, enjoy next week's show, and uh, I will see you then on the Tuesday night. I'm sorry, on the Wednesday night. And in the meantime, you know, stay safe, please. You too, John. Yep, I'll be talking to you, Judy. Thank you for all your work and all you do for me. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good night, everybody. And you members. Always go forward. You may get a setback, but just believe in yourself to reach your own goals. But never give up. Never, guys. Never. You guys be kind. You keep smiling no matter how bad it is. And believe in your dreams. That's what keeps you going in life. Stay strong. Stay safe. And stay positive. COVID's going a little crazy here. Who knows? We might need 10 shots. But if you need them and you believe in it, fine. If you don't believe in it, that's your prerogative. I want to thank all the members that came in tonight. I'll see you pre-show Tuesday, 7 o'clock, 7.15. And I'll be with Judy the next Wednesday night for the recap at 7.30 on whatever the show brings on Tuesday night. Anything that comes up, uh, you'll be notified in the quest of a Facebook uh uh, group page or YouTube, if we come on on a Saturday, all of a sudden somebody wants to come on and do a live uh, preview, I'll let you guys know. It's all open. Anybody wants to call me to come on, no problem. I thank you so much for tonight. You guys are the best. I hope you had fun. I hope it entertained you, me and Judy, and uh, have a good one. See you later. Good night now. Bye-bye.